Welcome back, everybody. Brian Tuck here. This is Creative Confidential. And been doing a lot of writing the last couple, uh, last few months. And uh, would certainly encourage you to check out the newsletter version of this show, which is uh, on Substack. So you can find that at briantuck.substack.com. I'll drop a link to that in the show notes. There's more content in the newsletter than there is in the podcast. The newsletter comes out every Thursday, delivered right to your email inbox. And I'm really proud of it. And I think um, getting good feedback from the people that are on there. And it's it's $5 a month. Can't beat it. There's uh, a lot of what I deal with in my law practice uh, ends up in there so it's it's really uh it it really is a bargain and i uh, encourage you to check that out today we're talking about control 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 super important for all creatives whether you are a musician a writer uh, a, a painter an animator you name it um we've we've talked before about controlling ownership of your ip and this is sort of a variation on that. Um, I, I saw this article with an interview by Daniel Eck, the CEO of Spotify, and it really, really uh, rubbed me the wrong way, as did, as it did with a lot of, uh, a lot of musicians and, and, and people that watch this space. Now, we're going to get to that in a minute, but you know, of the hundreds of indie musicians I know, literally hundreds, you know, I have not once heard any of them brag about how much money they were earning from a streaming service. Never, not once. Usually the conversation centers around the precise opposite, which is, you know, complaints, which are totally justified, by the way, about the comically small royalty payments that musicians receive from from streaming platforms. Now, for those who may not know, let's just pick on Spotify because their CEO was was in the news. Spotify reports that it pays out between three thousandths of a cent and four thousandths of a cent per stream to the rights holders. Using the second number, that means that for 1,000 streams of your latest work, the copyright owner can expect a payment of $4.37 from Spotify. Now, at least in the old Apple iTunes model, those 1,000 consumers would have generated $999, assuming that the track was priced at 99 cents each. So by comparison, that, that Apple slash iTunes model now seems like a huge windfall for the recording artist. So I, I suppose you can call this this episode yet another reason to hate Spotify. Uh, and we'll get into, into it in a minute. So, you know, we're in a, in a terrible economic situation for the musical artists and creators uh, with the recording industry imploding because of streaming. And now live performance, essentially non-existent because of the, the COVID-19 shutdown. Um, you know, we have to ask ourselves, how did we get here? You know, how did the, how did the ecosystem for recording revenue 
get to be so terrible? Well, the answer is very simple. While it's easy to blame the platforms, some of the blame has to rest with the musicians themselves. You know, musicians failed to exercise control over their own distribution channels. And the damage I will submit to you has largely been self-inflicted. Now back to Daniel Eck. Um, he's a tech guy, right? He is interested in stockpiling as much cash as humanly possible. All right, this guy does not give a shit. Um, Spotify is not an artist-friendly platform, and from an artist standpoint, people like Eck are the problem. So check this quote out. Eck recently said in an interview, and here's, here's a quote, there is a narrative fallacy here combined with the fact that obviously some artists that used to do well in the past may not do well in this future landscape where you can't record music once every three to four years and think that that's going to be enough. The artists today that are making it realize that it's about creating a continuous engagement with their fans. It is about putting the work in, about the storytelling around the album, and about keeping a continuous dialogue with your fans. Now I'm gonna hold back from all of the curse words I'd like to hurl at this guy. And you can, uh, you can pause the podcast in right now and just go off on this guy's uh, hubris and obnoxiousness. And it, you know, essentially the subtext of what he's saying is the tech companies will dictate how music, how recorded music is delivered to consumers. And all you lazy recording artists can be damned. Now, Eck, to my knowledge, he's never put out a record. He's never put a tour together. He's never created anything of artistic value from a musical standpoint. The crazy thing is, despite the fact that he has done nothing artistically, he is one of the most influential people in the music business. I know that business systems and consumer patterns evolve over time. You know, there can be no reasonable dispute about that. But here is where the rubber hits the road. Musicians have been more economically self-destructive than other creatives. Now, before you yell at me, which you may be doing right now, I've represented authors. I have represented uh, on-air talent, uh, video, you know, video on-air talent, voiceover artists, uh, novelists, filmmakers, and yes, a lot of musicians and a lot of indie bands. So I'm not talking about the Taylor Swifts and the Foo Fighters of the world. I'm talking about the indie musicians that used to be able to scratch out a living, you know, by recording and selling albums and playing live shows. Now, somewhere along the way, those musicians started buying into the idea that they should post their recordings online for little or no compensation. Just give it away. You know, and, and largely I think these are the same musicians that get talked into playing gigs for no compensation because it would be good exposure, I'm drawing air quotes around that, uh, which is one of the biggest lies that venue owners will ever tell you. Um, you cannot successfully build a business while ignoring the laws of supply and demand. It just doesn't work. 
the more plentiful a good or a service becomes, the lower its price goes. Now, if every local musician in your market agrees to perform live for little or no compensation, the market price for their services will approach zero. Have you ever tried to go into buy a pair of tires, you know, or go into the auto shop and get some work done and leave without paying for it? Well, no, of course you haven't because the auto shop owner wouldn't allow it. You know, if you want my product, there is a price for that product. You know, the auto shop owner is adding value to your vehicle, i.e. giving you a new set of tires, new set of brake pads or whatever it is in exchange for payment. Not because it would be good exposure, not because he's feeling charitable that day, but it is a commercial transaction. Now there are lessons for creatives of all disciplines here. The first major lesson is that you've got to create value. Not every song or recording that you complete is going to be transcendent or eternal or going to be a hit song. Just the way not every short story or poem that a writer finishes is going to be a prize winner. But in the abundance of your creative output, there are going to be a few gems in there that are worth people's time. You got to identify those gems. You got to get those. You don't have to release everything that you create just for the hell of it, just to be ubiquitous, just to be all over the place. Create your best work and then put that best work in front of your paying subscribers and patrons. The second major lesson that creatives have to learn out of this is that they have to build peer-to-peer -peer relationships with the audience. And that's a lot of elbow grease. It's a lot of work. Now, those relationships become extremely durable and long-lasting if you nurture them and you continually, consistently deliver value to the audience. If you can do that, your audience will keep coming back. And you have to think of this in another context. Why is it that you go to the same coffee shop or the same sandwich shop over and over again? Well, chances are it's because that shop has delivered a consistently good experience to you every time you're there. So now there are no real distribution barriers anymore and Spotify and these other streaming services are 100% unnecessary for an artist's commercial development. Um, uh, you know, a recording artist can upload tracks directly to a platform that they control and make them available to their subscribers or patrons. And if it's good, people will come find you. But to simply just give everything away, everything that you do that has cost money to produce and give that away on Spotify so that Spotify can make money is just is insanity. Now, I know what you're going to say. Brian, you have music and a podcast on Spotify. In fact, you may be listening to this on Spotify right now. Well, yeah, that is true. But I have a lot more recorded music than what people have heard. Uh, certainly than what is available on Spotify. And that music 
will be rolled out to my subscribers and my fan club members on Bandcamp, which I have no interest in Bandcamp other than it is a platform that I think as a recording artist is very effective. So I am practicing what I preach. I, you know, Spotify perhaps has a purpose for, for discovery, you know, for someone discovering that you exist, that your, that your work exists. But um, I, I think that you just upload everything to Spotify and, and wait for something to happen. You are, you are killing yourself. So, you know, if you were a coffee entrepreneur, you would never just give your product away for free indefinitely. Or if you sold any product or service and simply let people help themselves without paying, you would be out of business rather quickly. So musicians, please, please, please think like business people because the entire industry is now in a race to the bottom. All right, I hope you all stay safe. I hope you have a good week. Subscribe to the newsletter. There's a lot of stuff like this in there. And again, hit the link in the show notes and stay cool. I will see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to Creative Confidential. To get future episodes, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, follow the show on SoundCloud, or visit us on the web at creativeconfidential.com. Creative Confidential is a production of Force 10 Media and the Tuck Law Offices.